The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about one of my favorite developing marketing channels, digital OTT television. Joining us again is Anthony Katzer, who is the SVP of Digital Strategy, Corp Development, and Ops at Nextar Media, which is the largest TV station operator in the country. Reaching 171 television stations in over 100 markets, addressing nearly 38.9% of U.S. households, and with a growing digital media operation, Nextar Media Group offers audience engagement across all media devices and local broadcast television to influence consumers' purchasing and political decisions. And yesterday, Anthony and I talked about the competitive landscape in OTT, and today we're going to discuss the difference between traditional TV and OTT ad opportunities. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Anthony Katzer, SVP of Digital Strategy and Corp Development and Ops at Nextar Media. Anthony, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. You know, I said that we were going to talk about the competitive landscape yesterday and the differences between OTT and traditional television. And the truth is we bounced around and covered a bunch of both of those. Here are a couple of my takeaways. The difference between the traditional television and OTT ad opportunities are you can get a little richer targeting in the OTT space. But you're dealing with a very fragmented marketplace. There are over 300 different OTT providers, and people are consuming their media across multiple different devices. So you really have to cast a broad net just like you would in television to really run an effective campaign, reach a broad awareness, and then you can retarget your customers once you figure out who's actually coming in and completing the call to action. That said, we covered a lot of ground talking about both who the different players are and the differences between OTT and ad opportunities. So let's start here. I want to run an OTT campaign. How much budget do I need to set aside to effectively produce my media, work with an agency, run my campaign to get a big enough signal to understand how it can be optimized? How do I think about campaign setup from the start? Your production costs, whether it be OTT and linear, are going to be roughly the same. You still need to shoot a spot, you need a cameraman, you potentially need a script and actors. So whatever you're going to end up shooting for OTT or linear, whatever your commercial spot is, that's going to be your commercial spot. So the differences in those costs are moot if there is any difference at all. 
I think the difference between now running those spots, as I mentioned yesterday, I come from 25 years on the digital side. And television is always something that was the final frontier. You know, it was the unspoken media channel in the digital world. I think because everyone thought it was difficult and it was expensive. And what I've come to learn from a value perspective is that linear is actually not that expensive. If you were to do an apples to apples comparison of linear television reach and OTT's reach, pick a DMA and just either look at the total reach of that DMA or look at the GRP for a certain program within that DMA. What's GRP? Gross rating point. Okay. And that's an evaluation of how many people are watching a show. Correct. I'm, I'm a digital advertiser, not a, not a television advertiser. Correct. Sorry. So if you look at that from an apples to apples perspective, given linear, again, a very mature industry, we're approaching what, 75 years old, give or take, very mature industry. The reporting attribution and analytics have been largely set decades ago, and it's set in stone. And if you look at OTT, nascent, to use a baseball analogy, we're not even in the first inning. I don't even think we're in the first pitch. We're still pre-gaming in the parking lot. (laughs) It's early days. There's multiple currencies. There's 300 options. Some of the content overlaps. What audience currency do I use? Do I use my first-party data, my third-party data? If you can somehow get to an apples-to-apples comparison, and we've looked at this at Nexstar, is that OTT advertising is actually more expensive. I'm not saying that makes it a bad thing. That's not necessarily a dig on it. But to maximize your reach in a given market, or even on a national basis, linear television is actually quite affordable. And you got to look at it from a value perspective. Yes, you may have to spend more in linear, but if you're looking at reach metrics, you're going to reach a lot more people in a much easier way than you will with OTT. Because with OTT, you've got to weave together all these different players I have some follow-up questions for you. You mentioned that your media production cost is going to be the same, but I do actually want to jump into what marketers who have not done television ad spots or have not done any sort of OTT advertising, how they can think about the range for producing a spot. I am sure just like in the digital world where I can go onto Fiverr and I can create a banner ad for $5. And then I worked at eBay and we spent hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on creating banner advertising campaigns. There's a large delta in terms of how much you can spend on a campaign. But generally, when somebody's asking how much you want to spend on creating an ad, you can pay someone a couple hundred bucks to a couple thousand bucks to go create your media and go have exceptional looking banner creative. When you're thinking about creating a television spot, we're not creating something for the Super Bowl. What's the range of costs that people put into creating successful ads? I mean, your creative spot can run anywhere from $5,000 to, and again, we're not talking Super Bowl, but anywhere from $5,000 to as high as $25,000, $30,000 to produce a video spot. I mean, it really depends on what the marketer wants to put into the spot. So my takeaway here is that it's about an order of magnitude more expensive than doing digital advertising if you're comparing what a banner campaign, right? A non-video campaign that you'd be doing for advertising. Add an extra zero onto it, and that's how you can think about your content production. If you're going to spend 500 bucks for a banner campaign, you're going to spend $5,000 for a television campaign just for your media production. 
as we get into, and this is just a rule of thumb, and honestly, we're making this up on the fly, but for those people who haven't, like me, who haven't done television advertising, it sounds like a fair place to just use as a baseline assumption of what the underlying costs are going to be. As you move beyond your creative production, you talked a little bit about figuring out where the placements are. I'm sure that it's easier to go through some sort of a media buying agency or a service provider than it is to try to make direct relationships with the people that you're buying your media from. What are the places that marketers can go or should go to be able to place their first buys? It really runs the spectrum of where folks can go. So a lot of local and regional advertisers work with us. We have an entire digital agency that's part of Nextstar called the Agency Services Group. So you can work with us. You can buy OTT on Nextstar Owned and Operated. We can also extend you into the OTT landscape using our technology. There are other folks out there like Premion or Sinclair's Compulse Offering. There are broadcast peers and they do the same. They offer OTT capabilities for advertisers in their markets. At a national level, Typically, you would work with any range of DSPs, whether it be um, someone like MediaMath, a Zip Media, which is an OTT specialist. They do other channels like display and whatnot, but they really started in OTT. You can work with someone like a Data Zoo or so any one of your DSPs. But typically, you're going to end up working through your agencies who will work with your DSPs, unless you don't have an agency. In that case, you're working with the DSP brand direct. That's typically where it starts because the platforms, again, whether it be Nextstar Digital's owned and operated OTT platform, working with local and regional buyers, or whether it be someone like a MediaMath, we're all plugged into those OTT supply sources. So we're partnered with myriad OTT partners. So one of the things that you were talking about before is the difference in cost between OTT and linear television, traditional television. And that actually on a per head basis, OTT is more expensive than linear television. Now on the flip side, you probably get a little bit better data coming back your way. So the targeting capabilities are a little bit better. It makes sense that the media is more expensive. As you're running a campaign for the first time and you're thinking about what you need to invest to be able to get a big enough signal to understand if the channel is effective for you. I've said for Facebook, if you're gonna run Facebook campaigns, you should plan to spend $10,000 over a couple of months at a bare minimum, just getting by. Even if you're the smallest business, you're looking at a little over three grand a month for a quarter to figure out if the channel works for you. And if you're running a business at scale, you should probably be spending $10,000 a month to cultivate your campaigns. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. 
No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. How do you think about the cost of media that goes in? How do you evaluate how much media you're getting? Walk me through what you need to put in to evaluate the channel. What are you getting in return for that? Well, we've offered similar guidance and there are slight variations by market. So If you're in a larger market where there's just a larger OTT audience, or let's just say a more tech-savvy audience, like take our San Francisco market where we own K-Ron, and we actually launched our OTT offering Cron on there. Folks that are buying in the San Francisco market, you're going to have a lot more OTT audience in that market than you will Billings, Montana. We operate a station in Billings as well. So what you're going to put into that are going to be probably orders of magnitude different in form of a test budget. I think a good starting point in a market like San Francisco is I would say anywhere between three to five thousand dollars a month to understand is the campaign working? Am I reaching the right folks? Because you're not just buying against other local advertisers, right? There are national brands that are also advertising in these same OTT channels. So you again, you want to make sure that your message resonates with the consumer and it resonates not only with great creative, but also with frequency. So somewhere between three to 5K in a market like that probably makes a lot of sense. And that's a market like San Francisco. So a top 20 DMA. If you're going into something like Billings, it's probably half that. So in a tech-centric DMA like San Francisco, a major urban technology center, you're going to spend three to five grand a month for three months. You're in 15 grand. You're probably in at least $5,000 for your media. You're at $20,000 of total spent you would be looking at the number of ad impressions on Facebook, right? Or you can go through a click-through metric, a number of clicks, a number of ad conversions. How do you actually evaluate what you're getting for that $5,000 a month? Yeah, I think you want to look at things like ad views. So it is. It's number of ad plays, ad views, ad impressions. or It's all the same thing. You, there's different terminology for that. I think you want to look at completion rate, right? So completion rates of greater than 75% are typically very strong. In some OTT platforms, they don't all offer this, but where they offer skippability, you want to look at the skip rate. I think that's another thing that you want to understand. And then this is where OTT and linear converge from a metrics perspective. The attribution can be fuzzy. So in typical linear advertising, if you are a local auto dealership and you're running local spots, what are you going to look at? You're going to look at number of inbounds on the lot over a course of 90 days. Hey, I just bought a lot more local linear television. Did I sell more cars at the end of the day? OTT is very similar because there is no click to engagement metric. You're not clicking on the ad on television and then going and buying whatever it is online, or you're not buying groceries through your television set. So not yet. Not yet. The attribution is somewhat fuzzy, is is still the challenge here. Now. The caveat is that, again, as we talked about yesterday, 
the fact that you have that IP address and you have that level of addressability in OTT, like all things on the internet, all devices connected to the internet are inherently addressable. That addressability gives you the opportunity to build more robust attribution models to see if you did drive through your OTT campaign, if you drove more folks to your website, if you have one. Now, that doesn't necessarily help the local auto dealership or restaurant owner or dry cleaner or local QSR, quick service restaurant franchisee. But if you're a local digital business and there's a site that they can go to, that IP address, that addressability will give you greater attribution than linear television can give you. But when it comes to brick and mortar attributing back to OTT, you're in the same bucket as linear. You're really looking at fuzzy attribution. You know, I bought more on OTT this month. Did more people buy in my store? Maybe the way I want to rephrase the question is, if I give you $5,000, not you specifically, and say, okay, I want X amount of media, how many ad plays? I'm trying to figure out what the cost per impression is. So linear television is priced very differently than OTT. OTT is, again, born out of digital. Almost everything in digital is priced on a cost per thousand. It's a cost per thousand model, where linear is either cost per point or you're buying a specific program. So in OTT, the CPMs range anywhere from, it can be as low as $18 to as high as, let's just say, 35 to 40 sometimes upwards of 50 depending on the media company. Some media companies are designated as hyper-premier content, premium content. You're going to pay closer to that 50. Others are more, not necessarily UGC, but longer tail produced content, but either the brand's not as well known or it's not as slickly produced as someone like a premium media company. So you're looking at ranges going anywhere from, let's just say, 18 to probably $40 CPMs is about the rate in OTT. Yeah, which is comparable to what you're seeing on YouTube, which is another video advertising platform, right? For YouTube, maybe there's a little haircut. You're probably looking $15 to $25 to maybe even $30 CPMs. And on OTT, similar ad unit, right? It's still a video ad unit, maybe less skippability, but you're in that range. Yeah, most OTT platforms don't allow for skippability. Some do. So that's where you want to look at completion rate of a video ad. Versus, by the way, versus other devices, it's not just OTT versus linear. You want to look at OTT versus other digital channels. So last question that I have for you is, as we've talked about getting campaigns set up, how much it costs, who you can go to to run the campaign for you, what are you getting for your media budget, and how to evaluate it? I think the real question for me is, how do you think about evaluating and prioritizing OTT, even linear television, when you're comparing it to other digital options, when you're looking at Facebook, Google, programmatic, all the other digital options that are out there, where should this fit into your media mix and really what's it for? All forms of television, whether it be linear OTT, in my opinion, in my strong opinion, is the greatest awareness vehicle ever created in the history of marketing. We talked yesterday about casting that wide net and you spoke to a performance marketer several weeks ago about casting that wide net and then driving consumers to actually convert. I think television, whether it's delivered over OTT, which is just another different delivery mechanism and very much on demand versus linear, which is just another delivery mechanism and occasionally on demand. I think television is the greatest awareness driver in the history of marketing. I think all other channels, whether it be digital display, whether it be search or whether it be social, fall in as subsets of casting that wide net. They should be really the next layers within your marketing plan. And I'm not saying they either get more or less budget, 
But I think the first thing you want to do is make consumers aware of your product, service, or brand, and nothing tops television to this day in doing that. I think at the end of the day, going into this conversation, I thought that television is the great awareness builder, right? It's where even though it is not a new channel and even though it has its digital limitations, linear television, it still is the best way to reach the broadest amount of people. Everyone watches television. And there is the rise of OTT and when there's a shift moving it more towards a new age digital marketing channel, you're able to target by IP address, you're able to get some customer data, you're able to do a little bit more refined targeting. You're faced with some challenges in terms of segmentation. But really how I think of this channel broadly is you're going to reach a ton of people and you're going to build an awareness channel and now you're able to get a little bit better data. The question for me is how much capital you want to put in to be able to test this. And I actually think that that's one of the biggest limiting factors for OTT is that the down market type businesses that are not able to test a marketing channel for a $25,000 investment between your media production, your agency fees, and then the actual media costs, right? Like you need to have some budget to be able to test this channel and then figure out if it works. But with that budget comes broad reach and a large opportunity. Anthony, any last words before we let you go? No, I think you're right. You got to be in it to win it. And all the statistics show that the growth of OTT, even with stumbles like Netflix subgrowth, that just means that they're growing elsewhere. Netflix isn't the only option out there. Oh, and by the way, you can't advertise on Netflix. So you've got to look at the growth of advertising supported OTT to get in front of those consumers because it's not Netflix and it's not Amazon Prime. So you've got to look at all the other OTT channels by which you can reach your constituents. And there's no question that that's where consumers are and that's where consumers are continuing to go at an increasing rate. It's an investment and you need to make that investment to understand how to maximize the return on that channel sooner rather than later. Because once you understand that, you can reach a whole realm of audience that you may not be reaching today purely in linear. Anthony, fascinating stuff. And I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us about OTT. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was great. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Anthony Katzer, the SVP of Digital Strategy, Corp Development, and Ops at Nextar Media for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Anthony, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Anthony Katzer, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-K-A-T-S-U-R, or visit his company's website, which is Nextar Digital, N-E-X-S-T-A-R-D-I-G-I-T-A-L.com couple of links in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening, head over to martechpod.com. We have summaries of all of our episodes. We have contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once a week newsletter to get recaps of all of our episodes. You can also reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we're a daily show. So if you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. Thanks again to Anthony for joining us. And until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production.
Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.